Welcome to ACE Audio, the podcast that supports, educates, informs, and motivates manual therapists around the world. Hey everyone, Sean Brewster here today, uh, flying solo. Today I'm going to talk about a topic that means a lot to me, which is, is leadership. Recently, Bo wrote a really great article about his reflections on leadership and the things he's learned from his leaders over the years. Uh, and it triggered me to think about some of the things that maybe I've learned from leaders that I've had, but also through my own experiences, uh, leading a team, running a business, uh, teaching and doing all the things that we do in these various different leadership roles. And so today I'm recording this from my hotel room. Uh, I'm on the road traveling, as we often do with ACE, uh, teaching and uh, I thought I'd uh, spend a few minutes just sharing some ideas and things that I've, I've had and some lessons that I've accumulated over the years around leadership. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully you can take away a couple of ideas from this to input into your own your own experience, your own life, uh, and maybe put to good use. So here we go. Okay, so let's start with the first one. Uh, allow people to find their strengths. Now, often we are given a job, a role, a responsibility, a position in a sporting team, whatever the situation might be, we're told here is the thing that I want you to do, off you go and do it. Um, that can be a flawed approach. Uh, we need to take the approach, I think, of a, a re really effective coach where they would look at that person and say, what are your strengths? What are the things you're really good at? What are your key attributes that, that are in you to do that you just do naturally? And then once you find, once you help somebody find their strengths, help them go all in on it, invest in them, make sure they can get the most out of themselves, out of their natural ability, out of their natural inclination or interests or desire to do certain things. Not only will they perform better, they'll be happier because they're doing the thing that is most comfortable, most satisfying, most rewarding for them. So help people go all in on their strengths. The other one is, and this is Definitely a situation that I've been put in put in many times uh, and have learned through this experience to be, it's just so true, which is give people the trust and opportunity uh, to take on something more than they think they are capable of. And I say this is a, a relevant one for me because I've been given this opportunity, these opportunities so many times where somebody said, here, here's the thing I'd like you to do. And I've looked at it and gone, you are kidding. That is way beyond my ability or what I think I can do. They've put their faith in me gone, okay, let's do it. Let's go for it. And through that experience, I have learned so much um, and developed so much confidence uh, and, and knowledge of what I can do. Um, and not because I have exceptional skills or knowledge in something, but because I was, for want a better term, forced to try something beyond what I thought was I was capable of. And I think as a leader, this is a really, really important one to help people do, like to, to see where they see their limitation and then pick a spot a bit beyond that and allow them to, to try that out. Jordan Peterson puts this a really good way with in relation to um, tackling fears, things that people are afraid of. You know, overcoming a fear, he says, is it's not removing the fear, it's developing more bravery. And so the fear doesn't go away. You just get braver. You just get better able to deal with that stressful that fearful, that challenging situation. And I think that's something as leaders we really need to encourage people to do is to try something, to do something a little bit beyond what they think it, they are able to do and for the, have them discover that new capability. Uh, number three, give people the chance to fail, but fail safely. So give them a thing that they could get wrong, 
and not give them too much micromanagement, not give them too much oversight and say, here's the thing I'd like you to do. Here's some parameters. We're going to make sure it's, you know, it's, it's re- relatively you know appropriate for them to do it, of course, but then off you go. And then when they fail, and they will, because we all do at times, let them know that that's okay. Let them know that, great, thanks for giving it a try. Here's where you might've got it wrong. And importantly, here's where you could do it better next time. And they might say, well, why didn't you tell me the first time? Well, the, the reason, of course, is because they need to learn through failure. We all learn exceptionally powerfully through failure. But if you let them fail and then you chastise them or you put them down or you let them know that, no, that was not up to standard and just leave it at that, they're going to feel like they're going to feel afraid to try again. And so give people an opportunity to fail. And when they do, catch them, support them and encourage them to try again. Number four, tell people regularly what they're doing well. Um, We all get that dopamine hit from reinforcement, from uh, positive reinforcement, from someone telling you, great job, well done. And this might sound childish. It might even sound, um, I don't know what what word you'd like to use here, but it's so important to tell people when they're doing something right. And so when they when they do the right thing, you say, great job, really good job, really good job. That's exactly what I wanted you to do. That's perfect, really nice. It reinforces that habit, that habit of successful activity, of behavior that you're trying to get them to do. And so if you've got someone, particularly the person who might not be performing well, rather than writing them and saying, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, and this, Find something that they're doing well and really emphasize that. Go all in on that one and say, look, that's great. That's real. That's exactly what we're looking for. Thank you so much for your contribution there. That's brilliant. They will look for opportunities to do more of that. Okay. So reinforce what they're doing well. Number five, uh, and this is something I've learned from from leaders, uh, people that I've worked for, and something I definitely try to do with the people that work with me is that. Um, make sure that they feel comfortable telling you anything. Now, we've all been in a situation where we've had to go to our boss or employer, our teacher, our whoever it might be, with a personal thing that's not related to work, not related to the, the your job role, whatever it is, and you have to say, "Here's this is the thing going on. I know it's potentially going to affect my ability to do this other thing. And then the, the person in the leadership's role, their response to that is so important because if they roll their eyes, if they dismiss it as unimportant. If they say, well, no, that's not appropriate, that we can't let you interrupt this project at the moment, then that teaches you that you're not safe. It teaches you that you aren't able to bring uh, things that are outside the scope or outside the, the realm of your work role to that person because those things are important. Now, if a person brings to you uh, something like that, tells you something about themselves or something that's going on in their life, and um, you respond in a way that's, okay, this is important to you. This is important to me. Let's figure out a way around this as best we can. And it's not always possible, but as best we can. That tells you, the person receiving that feedback from your employer, from your boss, whatever, that you are more than just an employee and that you and your life and your experiences matter. That's very empowering. It's very, very empowering. And something I've experienced as an individual and something I always try to do as well. So Make sure that they know that they can tell you anything, that they're safe, and your response to whatever they tell you should never be a reaction. It should always be a measured response with intent. Number six, if you have a team, where possible, always involve them in decision-making. Even the decisions that may not directly impact them, 
three, four, five, six, seven, ten, a hundred heads are always going to be better than one. And I've I've seen this play out in my business so many times where I think I've got the best idea. And I'll sit down with my team and I'll say, here's what I'd like to do. And invariably there'll be three or four other suggestions, things that I hadn't thought of. And I'll go, perfect. Fantastic. And when somebody makes a good suggestion, make sure you acknowledge that. Don't just say, okay, great, add it to the list. Acknowledge them. So that is it. That's, I didn't think of that. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And again, it reinforces that positive activity, that positive behavior that we we're talking about before. So where possible, involve them in the decision making, not, not because you just want to tick a box, but because you actually care about their opinion. These are the people that you chose to work with. These are the people that you chose to train with, to exercise with, to um, to teach, to whatever the, the realm of, of experience it is that you are uh, a leader in. These are the people you chose to do it with. And so your their, their ideas, their thoughts, their suggestions should be just as valid as yours. Number seven, dig deep and try to discover what motivates each individual. And when I say each individual, I mean every single person. Not everyone is motivated by the most obvious thing, which you'd think is be money, right? Like if we're talking about you're an employer and you've got a team of one, two, three, 100 people, whatever it might be. Not everybody's there because just because you're paying them. Some people are there because of something beyond that. In fact, I'd say almost everybody is there for something beyond that. Yes, the money is important. And we'll talk more about reward a little, in a little bit, but you need to find out what is their meaning. And this is... I've seen this again play out so much and it's definitely the case for me when I'm doing something with other people or for other people is I need to know that what I'm doing matters. I need to know that what I'm doing has meaning and that I'm contributing something meaningful. Um, you know, it's it, it adds meaning to what we're doing. It makes our work meaningful when we can find that meaning. And so when you have an employee or somebody that you're responsible for, somebody you're leading, and this could be as a parent, of course, as well, parenting is leadership then try to figure out what matters to that person most. And then if you can figure out what matters to them, and then we go back to one of the earlier points about, you know, what they're really good at or, you know, the things that they are naturally inclined to do, join those two things together and they're unstoppable. And then all it's just, you know, light a fire and off they go. Um, and as a leader, that's a hugely rewarding situation because you will get the best out of that person for the longest possible time. And not only what, what you'll get out of it, but they will get the most out of themselves and they will feel the most rewarded in their work, which is exactly what we want. It has to be uh, benefits in both directions. Okay, number eight, know that the good ones will probably leave. This is, this is the hard uh, learned lesson for so many, particularly business owners who are investing a lot of time and effort in building their, their team, the people that work with them or for them, and only to have the person in six months, 12 months, five years, whatever, down the track, turn around and say, thanks so much for this opportunity. It's been great, but um, it's something else I want to do now. And off they go. And you think, oh, my God, what a waste of my time. No. If they've been there and they've contributed something, then that was an investment of your time, 100%. Now, if they um, decide that they've, there's something else they want to do, our response to that, <clears throat> excuse me, our response to that is also so critical because that tells the story to the next person about how you will respond when they come to you and say, I've got this idea. In fact, this job that I've been doing for you, I think I could start a business in that. I could go and do that. Now, if we say to them, if, we, if our response is something like, great, what a great idea. Is there any way I can help you with that? Well, then that suddenly flips it. They don't feel the guilt of leaving 
they feel that they've got your support, they are more likely to then encourage someone else to come up behind them and take their role, somebody that they know that will be able to do their job justice. Now, if you say, good riddance, I want you out of here, what a waste of my time, get out. What story does that tell to the next person? It tells you also that anyone else in the business who might hear about that knows that they either can't leave for fear of that or need to get out as soon as possible because that's the kind of boss you are. So your response to somebody wanting to leave should always be encouraging, supportive. Now, obviously, there is a chance that somebody could come to you and they could leave in an unsavory way. They could do the wrong thing by you, of course, that's possible too. Um, or they could not be grateful for the opportunities you've given, that's possible too. But I still believe that our, um, our the way we behave in that situation echoes into the future. And that, you know, what we do in that moment is far more important than what we might have may have lost with that person that's leaving. And so, you know, know that the good ones will probably go because maybe they were made for more. But if you want to keep the good ones, then you've got to find that meaning for that person. You've got to give them something more than just the paycheck each week to work for. Um, and you've got to give them something to aim for, something to build towards. Some people want to be business owners. And if you work for somebody and you want to be a business owner, that is a ticking clock. That's fine. It's, it's the path we typically take. We work for somebody else, we learn from them, and then we move on. For some people, entrepreneurial type people. But there's also a whole lot of people out there who want to work for somebody that recognises them for their value, that rewards them for what they contribute, and wants to be part of a team. They don't want to lead. And that's okay. There's, that's perfect. That's why we can... That's why we can have teams. If everyone was a leader, we wouldn't be able to have teams. And so when you've got those people, especially, really hang on to them tightly, foster them, give them what they need, identify that meaning for them, give them opportunity to be creative in their role so they can explore it and move from one role to another if they need to, but recognise that some of them will leave. And, that, and yet we need to be okay with that and we need to encourage and support that where appropriate. Uh, and like I said, our response will echo into the future and better um, uh, and set us up for more success, I think, long-term. Number nine, it's a big one, be generous. Be generous beyond what you think is reasonable where possible. Yeah, and that means financially reward people more than you would, more a minimum wage. Don't ever pay somebody minimum wage. If you are paying somebody minimum wage, expect minimum outcomes. You know, that's if you want somebody to perform well, Pay them what they're worth, but even a little more if you can, and then watch. Watch what happens. They're expecting this much. You give them a little bit more, and then watch. Either they will rise to that standard, they will demonstrate their value, and then the cycle is complete, and then you're like, yes, we're, we are where we need to be, and then you can go up from that. Or they'll recognise that you're too generous, take advantage of that, and you'll see that too, and you can respond accordingly. Okay, But I'd say start on the front. Give them a little bit more than they think uh, is reasonable, than more than you think is reasonable. Invest in them. Show that you are seeing the value that they believe that they're telling you they can bring. Invest in that. Give them more to start with and then watch. Number 10, and this is an important one, remember that you work for your team as much as your team works for you. And you're thinking, hang on a second, I built this business from scratch. I own it. I I pay the bills. I, all the responsibility falls on me. The buck stops with me if we make a bad decision. That is true. 
but your ability as an individual is limited. Your ability as a team is unlimited. One plus one can equal three. One plus two can equal five. The greater your team, the greater ability of your team, the, the greater expansion of your capacity and your ability. And so you work for them just as much as they work for you. So there you go. There's 10 lessons that I've learned throughout my career, things that I try to use in my business. Uh, I hope you can find one or two out of there that you'll be able to use in your own situation. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs>